Hey guys, my name is Carlos. Most of y'all know me as Cargo. I'm the host for the Go For Two podcast, where I break down the offseason to see how teams got better or worse through free agency in the draft. I create team reports and, of course, do a lot of mock drafts. And during the regular season, I hit you with all the fantasy football information and cover all the big headlines. And, of course, got to cover the playoffs, where I break down matchup and predict winners. Not all the time, of course. But welcome to season four. Let's go for it. Alrighty, guys. Today's episode is going to be the week one recap, where I'm going to basically tell you how I did compared to last week. And then we're going to kind of go through each game and talk about some important things that I saw in the game. So with the first um, game, we went with the Chiefs. The Lions ended up taking that game. Uh, should have taken the Lions. Uh, Chiefs were missing their best two players, one on offense and defense. As far as the Chiefs moving forward, I think they'll be all right. Um, getting back Travis Kelsey this week and then possibly even Chris Jones, uh, they should be fine. As far as Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore, um, I think they'll bounce back. I just can think it's going to come down to Travis Kelsey being the main focal point of this offense and then everybody being able to feed off what he does on offense. Um, also really interesting with Juwan Taylor, the right tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs and how far back he was and how many times he's false started and the refs did not call that. Um, this is one of those things you talk about home field advantage, but Looking over to the Lions, who did end up taking the win, uh, the Lions looked really good. I like Dan Campbell's aggressiveness with that fake punt inside the 20. I knew at some point they were going to try to do something on special teams to kind of get a jump start, and they did, and it paid off really well for them. The offense with Jared Goff looked really good. Uh, Josh Reynolds looked good. I'm on St. Brown as well. Jameer Gibbs. Um, I get what everybody's saying about, you know, him only having eight points. He looked good. I think it's important to bring him on slowly. Don't give him too much. Don't put too much on his plate. Let him get warmed up. Let him get acclimated to the NFL, and I think he'll be a lot better uh, as the season moves on. Um, on the defensive side, the Lions looked really good. They're physical. Um, and then Aiden Hutchinson looks like a potential breakout candidate this year. He was um, making a lot of plays with just a lot of hustle. Looking to the Sunday game, we originally took the Cincinnati Bengals against the Cleveland Browns. Another one of those games that I wanted to take the home team. I thought that the Bengals would start off slow just because a lot of these guys didn't play in the preseason, and I think those are still important reps. Even though you've been together for so long, you just kind of have to kind of get, get into the groove, get in shape, game shape, of course. But how funny was we had the two one of the two highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL, and they both struggled. Um, Joe Burrow, and then obviously Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, slightly a little bit better. Um, he did score a rushing touchdown, uh, but he also did have an interception. So for the Bengals, the biggest issue I think is still going to be that offensive line. It struggled to keep um, Joe Burrow uh, upright. And then also, too, they just got rid of Lydell Collins, so... Um, we'll see how this season progresses for that offensive line. And, of course, the Cleveland Browns run game was the biggest difference maker um, with Nick Chubb um, putting in over 100 yards on the ground. Now we look at the uh, Ravens versus Texans. We took the um, Ravens, obviously, on this one. 
Um, once again, I knew that Lamar Jackson was going to struggle in this offense. Um, and you could see here today, obviously, they didn't have Mark Andrews. So I think, once again, kind of with Patrick Mahomes, he will be better as Mark Andrews is on the field. Zay Flowers looked really good. And then, uh, you know, tough loss for J.K. Dobbins. Uh, this was already a question mark for me on what the run game would look like. Um, and I think it's still going to be a committee uh, with Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and Melvin Gordon. I, I just think that Lamar is the best runner on the team, and he'll probably be leading that backfield even more in fantasy. So looking at the Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud didn't look bad. Um, it was with a banged-up offensive line. Kind of funny, he completed his first ever pass to himself. Um, I don't think anybody's ever done that in the history of the NFL. So, um, But um, also looking at the defense, I really like the way the defense played. They played um, with a lot of effort um, and a lot of energy with some big hits. And then Will Anderson obviously got his first sack on Lamar Jackson as well. Uh, the Bucks and Vikings. This was a big, big game for the Vikings. I believe that this was like a little bit of a trap game. And sure enough, it was. Um, the Bucks and Baker looked pretty good on offense. I like the little mic'd up situation that they had. He said, hey, you know, get your weight up to one of the defensive backs for the Vikings. You'll love when Baker's trash talking a little bit. Also, another thing, too, is he figured out some of the signals for the Vikings on defense, which is um, good for Baker. It's part of the game that we don't talk a lot about that's usually done by, like, a third-string quarterback. But for him to be able to do it in real-time fashion was very um, interesting. And then it's a bad sign for the Vikings. Obviously, this is a team that struggled uh, on defense, especially in the secondary last year. Uh, so hopefully they'll look to improve. Um, they play on Thursday night. And then Jordan Addison looked really good as well. Um, and then an undrafted rookie, Ivan Pace Jr. out of Cincinnati, um, also was literally all over the ball yesterday for the Minnesota Vikings. So they might have found something there. And then looking at the uh, – Panthers and Falcons, this was a tough one, but we ended up taking the Falcons um, at home. Uh, Bryce Young obviously struggled. They had a couple of guys who were dealing with injuries at the wide receiver position, but he did get his first touchdown to Hayden Hurst. Um, Falcons and Bijan, uh, the run game obviously looked really good. Bijan also got his first ever touchdown. Um, once again, I've been saying this for a while. Arthur Smith hates fantasy football. Um, he, uh, Kyle Pitts practically did nothing. And then Drake London actually did nothing. Um, my thing is just Desmond Ritter, I don't think, is an upgrade over Marcus Mariota. And this team is obviously built to run the ball. So it'll be interesting to see what this offense looks like once Cordell Patterson, the Joker, comes back. Uh, but Jesse Bates, obviously a huge addition for this defense. Um, I liked what they did as well there. Next, we have the Cards and the Commanders. Obviously, we took the Commanders. Um, the Cardinals are obviously the worst team in football last year. If you got to see them, it just looked messy. Didn't look like they were all on the same page. But the Commanders uh, might as well be maybe the second worst team with Sam Howell. Sam Howell's going to have some growing pains. But um, the Commanders uh, came in with a win on defense for them. Then we had the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, like I said, I knew one of the things that Trevor Lawrence was going to throw a touchdown to Calvin Ridley, and obviously it was a big hit. Uh, Travis Etienne and Zay Jones also looked uh, really good. Um, and the Colts with um, AR didn't look terrible. I thought they looked 
pretty good for the most part, it being his first game. Um, Anthony Richardson also did find the end zone for his first rushing touchdown. And Michael Pittman might actually still be a viable option in fantasy. Next, we have the blowout game, uh, the 49ers against the Steelers. Um, tough game for the Steelers, I'll tell you that much. But the 49ers, you know, definitely wanted to make a statement. Um, you know, we've heard a little bit about the talk from Patrick Pearson to Brock Purdy about, hey, there's some things that he does that we can possibly get a turnover over. And then Brock Purdy, all he said, we'll see. Uh, and definitely he threw a touchdown, I believe, on Patrick Pearson in that game. Uh, one of those touchdowns was to Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk looked unbelievable. I've been saying this for years. Brandon Ayuk is a better wide receiver than Debo Samuel. Uh, but it's just nice to see him play well. And then CMC also looked really good. And, and of course, really Brock Purdy was the real deal. Um, I think this is QB1 moving forward. And I think it really helped that they got rid of Trey Lance. You know, you get rid of all the rumors and all the drama that happens every time he loses a game. But big statement by the 49ers defense as well. They just were extremely dominant. Um, Najee Harris uh, will hopefully have a better game next week. Uh, I might have been wrong about the Steelers. They were one of the teams that I picked uh, to be in the playoffs. Um, and it's going to be interesting how they respond in week two without Deontay Johnson. Next, we had these Tennessee Titans going to New Orleans. Um, we had the Saints winning this game, uh, but this was a pretty sloppy game from the beginning. A really weird game, too. You know, started off with the um, kickoff return fumble from uh, Rashid. Um, but after that, you know, the New Orleans Saints struggled on offense, particularly in the red zone, but they do have some nice deep threats with Olave and Rashid as well. Michael Thomas didn't look too bad. Uh, the Titans uh, looked really bad, uh, looked a little chaotic. The Titans offensive line looks like it's still going to struggle. Uh, but bad call from the ref on that um, Arden Key forced fumble on Derek Carr. Um, the Titans uh, really need to start to get it together here. And as far as the New Orleans Saints, uh, it's going to take time for them to get into a rhythm, I believe. Next, we have the Raiders and the Broncos. And then um, uh, Sean Payton, what a way to start off the game with an onside kick. Just to remind everybody that he's he did the onside kick in the Super Bowl's second half. Uh, it worked, but it was called back because of a penalty. I thought it was maybe a little bit too much. Uh, but either way, I thought uh, Russell Wilson, Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton all played well. Even with Jerry, Judy, I'd like to see them with that offense maybe in a couple weeks once Javante Williams is 100% healthy. Jerry, Judy is back on the field. Um, and then they lost their tight end, Greg Dolch, as well. But Jimmy G, uh, in a classic Jimmy G fashion, they pull out, they squeeze out a win against the Denver Broncos. Um, who would have thought the Las Vegas Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo would be first in the AFC West? Next, we have a Philadelphia and the New England Patriots. Uh, this game was tough from the beginning. Just Mac Jones started off with an interception that Darius Slay took for 70 yards to the house. Uh, Mac Jones actually had a pretty good game. He threw for three touchdowns. He threw for over 54 attempts. Uh, Patriots defense looked pretty good overall against the Philadelphia Eagles. I figured the Eagles were going to struggle a little bit. A lot of their starters didn't play in the preseason as well. But 
Um, they look to bounce back in week two on Thursday night. And then probably the biggest surprise of the week, the Los, Los Angeles Rams beating the Seattle Seahawks. Um, you know, the, the Rams have 14 rookies drafted, and a lot of those guys did play. And we heard a lot about those guys on offense and defense. Um, the Rams getting it done with Karen Williams, uh, wide receiver Puka, and Tutu Atwell. Um, and this was supposed to be a revamped Seattle defense, and they made them look really bad the other day. Um, as far as the fantasy outlook for the Los Angeles Rams, I think Cooper will be all right if he comes back. Uh, Puka and Tutu could be viable streaming options. Maybe just might be dependent on the, uh, the matchup. Would I start Puka next week? Probably not unless I was very desperate. Um, as far as Cameron Williams and Cam Akers, uh, I believe what's going to happen is they're going to want carry on Williams to be the guy there, but they want to use Cam Akers as leverage possibly for a trade to accumulate more draft capital. Remember that they tried to trade him last year, but it didn't work. And as far as the Seattle Seahawks, uh, they really didn't do much against the Rams uh, defense that only has Aaron Donald. Once again, they look to bounce back in week two. The Dolphins and the Chargers, I knew this was going to be the highest scoring game of the weekend, and it was probably the best game of the weekend. And uh, Tua Tungvaluwa and Tyreek Hill are going to be on an absolute tear. If you are missing a cornerback in the secondary, they are going to take full advantage of it. Although I picked the Chargers to win this game, the Dolphins came out on top. And ultimately, because the Chargers uh, look good on the run game with Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly, just remember Kellen Moore comes over from Dallas Cowboys, where they have used multiple running backs in Dallas before. So I think this is a trend that's going to be um, going on throughout the season, kind of with like Zeke, Elliott, and Tony Pollard. So um, definitely pick up Joshua Kelly and fantasy. Uh, but the biggest thing for me is Brandon Staley is a defensive coach, and they could not stop the Dolphins towards the end of the game. It was just uh, they couldn't stop a nosebleed. So we'll look for the Chargers. Hopefully uh, J.C. Jackson can get back to his uh, all-pro level. Another one here that was a really big surprise was the Packers beating the Bears. Um, I was definitely wrong about this one. I thought, you know, a new quarterback, uh, Jordan Love, decided to come spoil those Bears season openers. And I guess Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, and so does Jordan Love here. Uh, but Jordan Love looked really good. He looked really efficient. He looked very comfortable in this offense. I thought Matt LaFleur called a really good game. You talk about a team that was missing Christian Watson, uh, but guys like Romeo Dobbs looked good. Luke Musgrave, their second-round tight end, and Jaden Reed, um, as well helped out a lot on special teams and um, although Justin Fields couldn't get the ball to DJ Moore that's pretty much because Jair Alexander is a really good corner I think they'll be fine moving forward but Roshan Johnson is I think going to be this year's Damian Pierce he's a must pick up and stash in fantasy football for me and then we have the Sunday night game with the Dallas Cowboys going to New York and MetLife Stadium uh, it was really all Cowboys from the beginning this game was kind of over possibly halfway through the second quarter, but uh, the Cowboys offense, um, I think, kind of got them out of game script just a little bit. Dak obviously didn't throw for a touchdown, but I thought he looked efficient passing the ball. 
Tony Pollard in this run game looks really good, but ultimately the star of the show has to be Michael Parsons in this defense. I said it before a couple of years ago that Michael Parsons needs to just be a full-time a pass rusher. Um, and what I loved is that they put him outside, they put him inside, you know, um, he was just literally all over the field and nobody could stop him. He has to be the best football player um, on the field right now. Uh, but yeah, and then the Giants, I mean, what did you expect from the Giants, really? This is a guy that they didn't want to pay their best offensive player, but they paid a quarterback a lot of money for no reason. Uh, hopefully, Darren Waller's injury isn't a big deal. I know I have him in a lot of leagues, uh, but we're hoping for the best. And then on Monday night, man, what a what a crushing um, loss for the uh, New York Jets, obviously losing Aaron Rodgers. You never want anybody to get hurt, but... Uh, man, what a, what a story to write here. Um, Jets obviously lose Aaron Rodgers for the year, uh, but they beat the Bills on Monday night with Zach Wilson. Hopefully that gives them a little confidence moving forward. And then it all comes down to an undrafted rookie punt returner in overtime. Uh, shout out to Gibson. He was on Hard Knocks. He was one of the guys that made the team at the end. So uh, a feel-good story for sure. I'm sure he's writing a high. Um, but ultimately, I think the Jets will be fine. I think this defense will rally. I think they're going to have a really good run game. Brees Hall looked really good, and Dalvin Cook looked really good. Uh, Jets defense picked off Josh Allen three times. I think Josh Allen is trying to do too much. Once again, I had questions about who would step up opposite of Stephon Diggs. That might be Dalton Kincaid or James Cook. I think these guys are just young. They're going to need a couple more weeks to get some – more time under their belt, but um, I think the the Bills could be falling apart. I think this AFC East is kind of a wide-open race for anybody, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens in week two. So um, today, the Minnesota Vikings will be heading to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. So really, really quick for this game, I'll be dropping another episode, obviously, for the rest of the games on Sunday later this weekend. But, um, yeah, I'm taking Philadelphia in this one just because I think the a- the Eagles uh, didn't really get off to a good start against the Patriots. And I think this year, this week they'll probably feel more comfortable. Remember, they're, they have a new offensive coordinator, so they're trying to work out some things. The um, no Kenneth Gainwell, but I think DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny will be able to carry the load. I like Jalen Hurts in this offense. Uh, remember that the Vikings struggled against the Buccaneers, and now you have Philadelphia with, you know, two really good wide receivers and a really good quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And then for the Eagles on defense, I think Jaden Carter will eat this week. Uh, the interior of the offensive line for the Minnesota Vikings struggled last week against Vita Vea and a really good Bucks front seven. And I think that's going to happen again this week. Uh, one of the matchups I really like to watch is going to be Darius Slay against Justin Jefferson. James Bradbury is not going to be in this game. So uh, Jordan Addison will need to have a big week if the Vikings have a chance to win this game. Um, I think the Vikings need a bounce back game, but it's not going to be this week. Kirk Cousins has struggled on primetime football, but, um, yeah, some of the bets that I like is uh, Minnesota plus six. I have Philly money line. I like Jalen Hurts to score two touchdowns in this game, A.J. Brown, one of them, uh, DeAndre Swift, the other one. 
but also look for Jordan Addison to uh, possibly have a big game receiving as well. So there you have it. My week one recap, I obviously didn't do very well. I went uh, 7 out of 16, uh, but this week I believe it's going to be better. I'm going to be able to – now we have week one under the books. I'm excited for week two, and uh, be on the lookout for the next couple of episodes. We'll be finishing up week two of the NFL. Just want to say thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys follow me on social media. And always just remember, go for two.